đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you Hello guys, welcome to this week episode of Team Cat Home, my radio today. Well, th- thanks for tuning in guys for this podcast on Monday. And it's almost the end. Yes. Almost the it's almost the end of, t- of January, guys. It's 24th and we're gonna move on. There's so much work I I did last time on Friday. There was so much I gotta do and I almost end up quitting not doing not doing the the podcast. I put it on Instagram, but I'll let you know. I'm I did it. And I'm happy about that, and I will be doing it. Cause why not? Anyway, we're gonna go straight into the podcast for today. And this podcast is well, we're gonna go now to all people who are doing up, who's gonna be listening to podcasts about the about podcast the podcast in Richland for SGA. The podcast is gonna move straight through. It's gonna be now on Friday. They're still planning on what time they're gonna be there, so hopefully you guys can tune in on on Friday. I know my podcast is also on Friday, and then a Friday, and then that they do that, and there's so much work. I might probably I do it early or later. So we might, so we might go a little bit. So the time could be a little bit different. So let's go, uh, first news. We're going to we're going to an opinion piece today, um, by Suzanne Pepper on Hong Kong Free Press, and by the way, make sure to check their app, their website out. The website is awesome. Beijing's hard shell of Hong Kong style capitalist democracy. <laughs> Beijing's formal white paper documents, which was proposed back in 2014, only laid only laid down the basic foundations and definition for the centrist government overhaul of Hong Kong's post-colonial political order. <laughs> the white paper was issued on December 20th, a day after the first patriot-only legislative council election was held under the new rule. The definitions are meant to be reassuring as possible under the circumstances all about the continuity, continuity with the post-colonial promises and principles for one country, two system remaining intact. The eventual goal is still universal election, universal suffrage election. I don't understand. If you if you're saying that you have universal suffrage, can you see the patterns now? Universal suffrage. They said universal suffrage. There's only twenty twenty geographical constituency. Not a lot of people. Only twenty people you can be electing directly. There's only thirty people you can thirty people that's indirectly, and there's almost like forty people that are from an election committee. It sounds pretty absurd as it sounds. 
as absurd as it sounds, I thought there was no possible way that the probation would swipe up the. See, at least I expect. I was at least expecting at least two or at least three pro democracy camps to take over, and unfortunately, I was proven wrong because I knew that the because it was under now their control, not the Hong Kong people's control. It's under the government's control now. This suggested that the central government. <laughs> had no immediate plan to transform one country, two system into a state of full-fledged one country, one system integration. Because it is one system now. One country, one system now. It's also suggested that Hong Kong local communist party branch, documented in a book by Christine Lowell some years ago, will not be emerging from underground to take its place as the leader of another provincial Chinese government. Um, provincial Chinese city in, Chi- in a Chinese government. Hong Kong is apparently not to be declared as a red territory anytime soon, because it will be. But while the words and promises may remain unchanged in name, because it is, the meaning and practice bears little resemblance to how they are still advertised. And what they originally convey and were understood to signify, the new rules used for December 19th election were designated to exclude all but most reliable probating candidates and to ensure their victory via gerrymandering, gerrymandered election district. These were drawn to favor pro-Beijing residential and voting patterns in the three regions of Hong Kong Island, Kowloon, and the suburban New Territories. The new election system is, in fact, an adaption of the current mainland model, transposed for use under Hong Kong's one country, two system design. The mix is a variation of mainland China's People's Congress system, which is a itself a mix of basic level direct election, indirect selection, and consultative appointments, with all with all with strict Communist Party vetting. Because it is, experts and opinion leaders have been doing their best trying to gen- generate public approval and popular enthusiasm for it, for the way forward. They have, ste- have steep mountain to climb. The international public opinion, a European and American, is not impressed. Rick, sham, farce, and mockery of democracy are amongst the words that have used to describe Hong Kong's recent election. Officials here and in Beijing have protested the insults, but so far no one has apologized or issued its retraction. Chris has doesn't ask for retraction? Heck no. Hong Kong, here's... <coughs> Due to for, for pro-democracy voting majority has turned a deaf ear as well. And why not? All of their most popular politicians have metaphorically removed from the political scene, either by disqualification or incarceration, others have fled to safety overseas. Those remaining unscathed chose to boycott the election, and voters mostly did the same. Turnouts on December 19th was only about 30% of the of all registered voters. If you guys look at the um, podcast we did um, a while back in 2021 on the first, on season 1, we talked about that. Less than half the rate in Hong Kong's last election in, Nove- in November 2019. <coughs> Even the, new, the newly minted legislative councillors seem not fully appreciate the roles they have been assigned to play. As vanguards and explainers, 
for the second of Beijing's governing experiments there. It follows the failure <clears throat> of the first attempt that spanned the better parts of four years, including the two decades leading up to Hong Kong's 1997's transfer from British to Chinese rule, <laughs> and the two decades since. The second system begins with an imposition of the of a national security law in June 2018, and was defined politically by the revamped election system promulgated by the central government for Hong Kong early last year. The essence of contradiction between Beijing and the democracy movement in Hong Kong was was the dual use of term universal suffrage. Hong Kong Democrats were campaigning for Western-style democracy in elections and all that goes with them. China's political system also acknowledged the principle of universal suffrage enshrined in Article 34 of the National Constitution. It just it just that China's election proceeded under the Communist Party direction from the central leadership in Beijing down to the lowermost count, county level party secretaries and the mixed party con- people's congress system is the result. New rules that Beijing officials are trying their best to promote for Hong Kong are based on mainland principles and practice. And the themes derived from two additional Beijing statements extolling the virtues of China's governing system. Unlike the white paper, these were, are not time specifically to justify Beijing's Hong, Beijing's Hong Kong project. And, but in response to U.S. President's mid-December virtual summit on democracy, more than 100 countries were invited to participate, including Taiwan, but Beijing was not among them. As a ad at front, self-exiled Hong Kong activist Nathan Law was included amongst the speakers. Officials wanted to define pushbacks to be heard loud and clear. <laughs> We don't need Beijing to say anything. We already know that it's a bunch of freaking lies. Both documents were dated December 5th. China Democracy That Works, issued by the State Council Information Office, and the State of Democracy in the United States from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. China's, the China model is promoted in old fashioned Communist Party terms with no apologies. China's Constitution. Dis- describes it as a socialist country governed by the People's Democratic Dictatorship, led by working class and based on an alliance of workers and peasants. The fundamental nature of the state is defined by the People's Democratic Dictatorship. Democracy and dictatorship appears to be contradictory in terms, but together they ensure people's status as the masters of the country. Not really. A unified whole dedicated to the well-being of all. It is only a tiny majority that must be sanctioned, but it is the interest of the great majority in dictatorship serves democracy. They lie every time, so we expect. The disclaimer about a tiny minority remains constant theme, using the justified repression and interest of the greater goods. Officials use it as the same way when they introduced the Hong Kong National Security Law back in June 2020. Shocking, of course. China's political system is based on people's on the People's Congresses that are appropriate for a people's democratic dictatorship. Mao Zedong again. This is the best way to guarantee the people's status as a masters of the country. This system is promulgated as a whole process people's democracy. How many times can these guys say it's democracy? 
the Communist Party, literally. It serves to prevent the rise and fall of ruling regimes evident throughout human history. In contrast, the American form a Western democracy that is totally trash. It has, descend- it has degenerated over the years and de- um, deviated from the original ideals. The result is a sick form of democratic rule based on money, politics, elitism, polarization, and defunction. Yeah, because we want people to rule. Put out your money and you can you can actually run. Unless you're poor, they should at least let the poor let people who has no money to run. I'm sure they do I'm pretty sure they do a better job than the wealthy elites out there. Donald Trump and Biden, they both rich as ever. China's form of democratic dictatorship, on the other hand, can boost wide public participation and strong government oversight. Not really. It's all around more effective as the governing system. These official verdicts on mainland Chinese and Western democracy are now being transposed for the use in the post-2020 version of Hong Kong's one country, two system governing formula. Neither Manazize nor Western Hong Kong is to have a new Hong Kong style capitalist democracy. This was a message from Wang Jinmin, presented at the high profile promotional event held in, Be- held in Beijing on January 11th. Wang had the National Security Affairs, Office, Affairs Department at the Central Government's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office in Beijing. He's also, he's also the director of the Center for Hong Kong and Macau Studies at Tsinghua University. The occasional was a forum with several sponsors, the most prominent, most prominent of which was the semi-official Chinese Association for Hong Kong and Macau Studies, a leading promoter of the official Beijing views on controversial Hong Kong matters. Its president is Xu Zhe a former deputy director of Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office. Another key opinion leader in these matters is Hong Kong professional emeritus Lo Siu Kai, who is the vice president of the association. According to Wang Jianmin, melodramatic presentation Hong Kong would be doomed if the political system were ensured that patriots would rule Hong Kong. Anti-Chinese forces colluding with foreign forces has been has been sabotaging Hong Kong's democratic development by promoting Western-style democracy. What's wrong with, with Western-style democracy? People get to vote, damn, dang it. I don't want to swear, of course. The entry of such force into, into the Legislative Council and Election Committee, and the possibility of such a person becoming Chief Executive, were all too terrible to com- template. Both legislative and executive power would be lost. It would lead to the collapse of governance. What does that supposed to mean? We can't filibust. We can't do anything. I mean, look at probation. They filibusted before we did. Aim Lokongwa said that it is is perfectly lawful. If Hong Kong adopted Western style democracy, there would be continued continued upheaval, and everything would focus on perpetual election cycles. Social, social and economic problems will not be solved. So you want everything to be rammed into there? So all you get is a rubber stamp election, for God's sake. The solution was Hong Kong's newly revamped political world. Its democracy will not be mainland sized, nor it will be Western style. It would be a new thing, a Hong Kong mix of capitalism and democracy. 
Beijing will direct Hong Kong's democratic development to ensure it will it remained on the right track. But checks and balances are expected of those in Hong Kong who occupied the seats of power, whether the legislative or executive, well meaning criticism was necessary. Xu Zhe also also spoke at the forum, repeating the same message over and over again. Hong Kong has been destined for chaos, he said, without consensus on major political and illegal issues. Even among the social elite there were there are biases and misconceptions about what one country and two systems were supposed to mean, and their fallacies became weapons of thought for anti-China destabilizers, leading to what he called the color the color revolution protests of 2019. Beijing's officials frequently evoked this color revolution theme in 2019, claiming the protests were aimed at regime change of, of the kind that emerges in the wake of the Soviet Union's collapse in 1991. Some evidence still weighs heavily on the minds of the Chinese leaders in Beijing. Xu said that after contemplating Hong Kong's post-1997 experience, Xi Jinping himself had come to a conclusion that putting patriots in charge of Hong Kong's government was the only way out. The only way to prevent continuing chaos, evidently, Lao Siukai did not speak at the January event in Beijing, but the sub but the subject was close at his heart. In fact, he wrote a book on the subject and, he, and could claim the ideas that about Hong Kong possible class and redemption as his own. Lao's work published in twenty fourteen in Chinese was published Hong Kong's Unique Path of Democratization. And it he argued that while Hong Kong ha- had now have what are now thought to be the necessary condition for democratic development, its path to democracy would have to be be unique due to political realities. His conclusion was that Western democratic models is absolutely not suitable for Hong Kong and cited several reasons. What was that reason? First, Hong Kong is not independent and can never be. Hong Kong is part of China and does have not the right to dictate the terms of its own political system. That's part of two system for God's sake. They have their own system. Let them do once with two system. The British external foreign forces, Hong Kong's pro-democracy opposition, and Hong Kong's resident who's agitated for Western democratic model all see Hong Hong Kong, in effect, as an independent entity. They reject Hong Kong's responsibility to safeguard national security and have even blocked passage of such legislation. That's the point of being a legislator. You block some bills that does not work. If you argue about it, you debate on it, you can't just say, oh, they're good, they're good, and then you just ram it right through. That's not going to work. It means all you get is a rubber step. Law also cites Beijing's long-standing lament about the people aspiring to establish a Western-style democracy in Hong Kong so that they can turn it into a pro-Western base of subversion against China. <clears throat> Which is nonsense, of course. In its original form, this lament dating from the Communist Party 1949 Civil War victory did include democracy in Hong Kong, but only Hong Kong used as a base of subversion to destabilize the new communist government. Secondly, <laughs> Western democracy is a procedural democracy. As long as, as, as an election is fairly conducted, 
The results are regarded as representing the will of the people and must be respected regardless of the consequences. In Beijing's view, Hong Kong One Country Two system design is is a major national policy and a strategic goal that must be faithfully implemented whether the people like it or not. Compared to such goals, national national unity, national security, stability, good governance, democratization is much less important. The political system is just a tool, a means to an end, not the end in itself. So if one tool doesn't work, then it must be retooled. <clears throat> which is what Beijing has done to Hong Kong post-1997 system. <laughs> Finally, to achieve all this, Hong Kong must be ruled by patriots, people who accept the post-1997 system as Beijing's evident they always intend it to be, but never explain in so many words. Meanwhile, the vetting of candidates has been ha- haphazard affair. Is it? A substantial proportion of Hong Kong residents and politicians harbor anti-China, anti-communist opinions. Yet the vetting system allows people, such people's representatives, to enter the governing system where they play a role of disloyal opposition. That's what it's supposed to be. You're in opposition. You can disagree with anything. You can't just say you can't just agree on everything. You can agree with something, not everything. Consequently, the one country, two system design has failed to function as it should, including allow Hong Kong's flawed political system was the root of the post-1997 political impasse. <clears throat> Specifically, the turmoil, the turmoil of the past decades and the 2019 color revolution forced Beijing's hands and compared to the drastic overhaul of Hong Kong's political system, it is now a tool well suited to the goal. To the end goals. Over time, if all goes well, the new tool can be revised to allow more participation by Hong Kong's Hong Kong's residents and former opportunists, op- oppositionists, who are willing to pursue their political career with a new constitutional order. No, this was Lowe's last word on the subject. In a follow piece post published in China Daily on January 18, he elaborated. A more sinister scene devoted to aim removing all anti-China forces, not just from political realm, but all, from all society. In order to ensure <coughs> long-term success of a new electoral system, Beijing and the Hong Kong SAR government have worked together to oust an- the anti-communist, anti-China, and other subversive element from Hong Kong society. So are you saying that we're not allowed to criticize Beijing, but we have to endorse everything? So if there's a massacre, we have to endorse it. Saying that's that's security. Say that's security. That's not security. And speaking of not protection, single hamsters handed over for Hong Kong's COVID cool test positive case hits highs in 18 months. I never really talked about hamsters yet. I don't know why. I guess it sounds... When I heard the news, it sounds very ridiculous. And I heard it, and I was very shocked by it. Hong Kong authorities said Sunday that one of the 77 hamsters handed in by pet owners for a COVID coup for a test test positive. As thousands of city residents remain under lockdown to combat an outbreak. 
The financial service hub adheres to mainland strict zero COVID policy, under which even a slightest amount of viruses is stamped out, with contact tracing, target lockdowns, and long quarantines. More than 2,000 hamsters have been cooled after, after some import from Netherlands by local pet shops were found to be COVID positive. Feeding them animal to human transmission. How about put them in separate cages? Dang it. The risk of a transmission from animals remains low, the WHO has said, but it is a possibility. It came after Hong Kong battles an Omicron cluster that has affected more than 170 people in a single public housing estate in recent days. Pet owners who bought a hamster after December 22nd were urged last Thursday, last Tuesday, to surrender their pets for testing and killing. What? A range of small animals found in pet shops were imported. Hamsters were seized and put down by assorting between guinea pigs and rabbits. But on Sunday, authorities said among 77 hamsters surrendered, only one was positive for the virus. Hong Kong's recorded its highest numbers of new COVID cases in 18 months on Sunday at, one, at, 104, at 140, placing the city's zero-tolerance strategy under pressure. Nearly 5,000 residents at the high-rise high public housing estates in the densely <coughs> populated Kwai Chum neighborhood has been placed under five-day lockdown and all 35,000 people in the estates ordered to take a COVID test. The cluster is one of the largest and fastest growing outbreaks that Hong Kong has yet seen yet, with 170 cases recorded in the development so far. But the government order to surrender hamsters in its lockdown of quite two states has sparked questions about the viability of the zero COVID policy. Hong Kong's leader, Carrie Lam, had defended strategy, saying it is necessary to protect hospitals by killing animals. The city's top microbiologist and the government advisor on COVID told report Sunday that zero COVID was not a goal, but a way to buy time for people to get vaccinated. People has so far, Hong Kong has actually so far reached more than 13,000 infections and over 200 COVID-related deaths, making the city's most successful place in keeping the virus at bay. <clears throat> I don't know why, but that's how that, but that's how it is. So, of course, I would have been happy if if she was if she was heckled by them because it did happen actually. COVID. Hong Kong Carrie Lam heckled during the visit to the housing estates under the five-day lockdown. Residents of a public housing estates in the center of Hong Kong's latest COVID-19 outbreak heckled Carrie, <coughs> heckled the, the Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam and two other top government officials on Sunday during their vis- visit to the estates. <coughs> two of the estates' 16 residential buildings are currently under five-day lockdown. <clears throat> Lam, along with Chief Secretary John Lee and Secretary of Transport and Housing Frank Chan, visit Kwai Tum Estate, where the Yakwai house a residential block in, in the estate, was put under the state's first, first ever five-day lockdown last Friday, with residents unable to leave and subject to daily COVID tests. 
A, a second five-day lockdown was imposed on Kwaituma State's Yingkwai House last Saturday. Four other buildings in the estates were also put under overnight lockdowns for residents to be tested. As the chief executive and the two officials inspected the area, residents were heard shouting from their flats saying, Go back! Go back! This estate is very dangerous. And when will you, when will you die? You go into five-day lockdown. This is actually the first incident. The incident was actually a rare display of public dissent since the imposition of the national security law in 2020. Lam, Lee, and Chan the, left the estate after 15 minutes and did not take any questions from any dang reporter. In a statement published on Sunday evening, the chief executive thanks residents of Kwai Chum for the Kwai Chum estate for their cooperation and expressed hope. That they understand the necessity of the operation. The highly transmissible Omicron variant ravaging all over the world has caused a dramatic change to the local epidemic situation. While the government is doing its best to deal with the virus, the cooperation and support of members of the public has been key to Hong Kong's success and fight. And fighting the epidemic over the past two years, Lam said in, in a press release. <clears throat> Need to clear my throat, guys. I appeal to the residents of Kwai Chum Estates who are subjected to the restriction, testing, decoration, and compulsory, compulsory testing notice to undergo testing in an orderly manner manner in the coming few days to curb the virus. Authorities identified more than 170 confirmed or preliminary preliminary positive COVID-19 cases in Kwai Chum's estate as of Sunday. The government said the chief executive was briefed on the arrangement of the lockdown operations, including delivery of food and daily necessities. However, according to in-media, have com- had complained about the arrangement. A resident of the Yakwat of the Yakwat building said about three of her family's members tested positive but were not sent to the hospital until twenty four hours later. Folds from telegram groups show piles of household rubbish or garbage had begun to accumulate in the hallways of seeing the estate cleaners has been sent to Penny Bay. Hong Kong had <coughs> Hong Kong has reported about, as of now, 13,286 infections and about 213 fatalities since the beginning of the pandemic just over two years ago. What an insult to them, actually. I don't understand why. Like, why does the government, why can't the government just understand something? Be smart and not be idiotic, for God's sake. And we're going to go straight from COVID in Hong Kong all the way to situation right now. So Australian opens to allow wear punk shui t-shirts after backlash. Fans that are in Australia open can wear where is punk shui shirts as long as they are peaceful term peaceful tournament as long as they are peaceful tournament chief Craig Tilly told, told AFP Tuesday after a backlash over the Grand Slam controversial stance. The bout turn turn follow view emerge 
on Sunday about security staff ordering spectators to remove shirts and a banner support of Chinese player at Melbourne Park. It prompted tennis legend Mart- Martina Navratilova. I can't even pronounce her name. Nav- Navratilova. There we go. To brand the move as Pesek. Punk, the former doubles world number one, is absent from Melbourne, and there are fears of her well-being after she alleged online on November that she's been forced into sex by the former, chi- former, uh, the by Chinese former vice premier during a years long and long and off relation. Allegation was quickly censored, and the 36-year-old was not heard from for nearly three weeks before reappearing in public in China, but there is still concern as to whether she is free. Tennis Australia, which organizes the Australian opening, Opens, <coughs> reiterated its long-standing policy on Monday of not allowing banners, signs, and or clothing that are commercial or political. But with the pressure mounting, Tilly said, wear a Peng Shui t-shirt, would be permitted as long as those who wearing were peaceful, adding that security Will make case by case assessment. Yes, as long they were are not coming as a mob to disrupt their, but they are peace, but are peaceful. He told AFP on the sideline of the Grand Slam. And have all been lost in translation with the people who are not here, and don't really know the full view. The situation in the last couple of days is that some people came with a banner on two large poles, and we cannot allow that. If you are coming to watch the tennis, that's fine. But we can't allow anyone to cause a disruption at the end of the day. A GoFundMe page set up to raise money to print more t-shirts raised to up to $10,000, at least in Australia, which is about $7,100, which is about $7,100 in the United States, go within two days, with activists pledging to make them available to whoever wants to wear them. Relaxation of the policy came as local media cited human rights experts saying that saying that tennis Australia stances could be unlawful. There there does not not appear to be any proper basis for asking an attendee to remove T shirts that highlights human rights issues, Barrister Michael Stanton told the Age newspaper. The Women's Tennis Association has been widely praised for its stance on Pung, the man is here from his directly in suspending tournaments in China. Leading players from Aust- from Australia Opens have several occasions that still hope to hear from Pung, so they can assure of her safety. Tilly reiterated that our main concern is that is the welfare of Pung Shui, and we have worked closely with WTA. We encourage her to have direct conversations, the most appropriate people to do that with is the WTA. WTA? Why aren't they doing anything? Why isn't the company in Australia doing anything about it? And I think for final news today, China sends second largest incursion of lower planes into Taiwan's defense zone. Happy, isn't it? No, it's not. China sent 39 warplanes, mostly fire jets, into Taiwan's air defense zone on Sunday. The island's government said in the in the lar- largest day incursion on, on record. 
Taiwan lives under the constant threat by, of invasion by China, which sees the self-ruled democratic island as part of the territories to be eventually be reclaimed by force if necessary. The final quarters of 2021 saw a massive spike of incursion, incursion from China into China's air defense identification zone, with the biggest single day coming on October 4th when 56 Chinese warplanes entered the zone. The island's defense ministry said late Sunday it saw 39 warplanes from China entering China's air defense, China's air defense identification zone, the second largest number of incursion on record, which is shared with October 2nd last year. It added that it scrambled its own craft to broadcast warnings on Sunday and deployed air defense missile system to track the planes that enters its zone. The warplanes included 24 J-19, J-16 fighters, which experts say they are amongst China's favorite jets to test Taiwan's air defense, 10 J-10 fighters, and one nuclear-capable H-6 bomber. It remains unclear why China launched a such a large single-day mission, but the incursion came on the heels of the United States and Japan carrying out naval exercises in the Philippine Sea, an area that includes water just east of Taiwan. Ten United States ships, including including aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinson and USS Abraham Lincoln, participated in the exercise with Japan from January 17th to 22nd for effective deterrence and responses. Japan's Maritime Self-Defense Force tweet, tweeted Monday. Taiwan only started regularly publicizing its data on air coercion on September 2020. October remains the busiest month on record, with 196 incursions, 149 of them which were made just four days as Beijing marks annual national day. The defense zone is not, is not the same as Taiwan's territorial airspace, but includes a far greater area that overlaps with China's air defense identification zone. Beijing has ramped up pressure on Taiwan since since Tsai, since President Tsai Ing-wen was elected in 2016, as she as she considered the island as a sovereign nation and not part of one China, last year Taiwan's rec- recorded about 969 incursions by Chinese warplanes into its air defense identification zone, according to according to databases apl- complied by AFP. More than double double the roughly 380 carried out in 2020. Taiwan's Air Force has suffered a string of fatal accidents in recent years as its aging fleet is kept under constant pressure by China. The force temporarily ground all F-16 fighters earlier this month after one of its most advanced F-16V jets crashed into the sea during a routine training mission, killing one pilot. It's like the, Ch- the mainland government cannot leave anybody alone, don't they? The Chinese people can do anything you want, but the mainland government cannot do cannot do any of these kind of things. And also, thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy hearing this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday. This is Team Cam on my radio, signing out. <laughs> My radio. It's on 
on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs>